What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, baby. Hello. I I like to draw that out more than I can see myself. I just I just rewatched um, <laughs> the other night. Uh, Leah Leah and I were hanging out, and um, and typically, like my go to when we decide to like watch something is, you know, something intense, weird, scary kind of shit. And Leo was like, can we watch a, can we watch like a pick me up? Like, can we watch something kind of like, kind of feel good? And I was like, oh, okay. How about, um, <clears throat> I was like, have you ever watched McGruber? She was like, no. I was like, let's watch that. Which I think, I think is easily one of the funniest movies I've ever watched in my entire life. McGruber? McGruber. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Kristen Wiig is in it. Mm-hmm. And she she's all about singing in it, and like, <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck, man! She is That's the funny funniest already. woman on the planet. I think you're right. 
How do I find that movie? McGruber. M-A-C-G-R-U-B-E-R. I rented it. It might be. It oh. might, it's on our. I rented it on Apple TV. It might okay. still be available. Uh, just check our okay. account later today. If it's not, just I'll, rent. I'll it, definitely like, check that. Rent it for sure. If it's not, <laughs> it's okay. uh, it's I've Will been... Forte from and and Kristen Wiig, and it's based off a character from SNL. So you know, it's one of those like SNL super silly, silly Willy movies that's just like over the top absurd. Okay. But Kristen when Wiig did it come out? <clears throat> Uh, 2010, 2010, oh God, like a decade ago, yeah. over a decade. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um, I've been laughing out loud. We, we've been powering through, um, <coughs> the whole friends series. Oh my. And this is so weird. This is so funny. Cause last night Leah was like, let's watch friends before bed. And I was, I was like, ugh, I hate friends. I hate friends. Mm-hmm. And then she put it on and I was like. This is pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Uh, we, I have been like, I honestly, I don't think I've, it's so wholesome. Yeah. In a way. And then in, in other moments you're like, well, that pretty didn't out- age well. But yeah, there was some outdated stuff in the episode I saw. I was like, there's oh. some, some outdated stuff, but it holds up pretty well. The comp, yeah. like the, the other, the rest of it. And it has been. Very enjoyable. You know what it is? You know what it is that didn't age well? It's the, it's such a, it's a show that is so stuck and like about the binary. (laughs) Yeah. It's like men and women. Like that's the, that is the, I mean, the episode I watched last night was. Which one was it? It was Chandler being like, Joey, you gotta be a man. Like you gotta be more of a man because he was letting his girlfriend like cover the, his apartment with like potpourri and. And like uh, girly paintings. And then yet Chandler is also doing a bunch of girly stuff with uh, what's her name? Courtney Arquette or Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. You're uh, you're off in uh, you're in you're late. And you're so Chandler and Monica are living together where you're at. That's where uh, you just jumped where in. I'm, at? I'm, I'm, not, like- I'm not anywhere. This is <laughs> Lee has been watching and I just I just I just said, OK, fine. Put this shit, this garbage on. And then. And then I was watching and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I, it was when, uh, it was when, um, what's her name? Um, Jennifer Aniston was like, thought that Phoebe had fucked or had uh, made out with Ralph Lauren. Oh, and, anyway, I, don't, I haven't gotten there yet. Well, I haven't gotten there yet, but I really am excited for the episode with Brad Pitt to come back. To come didn't up. know, didn't know that was a thing. What? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. There's uh last night, the episode I was watching, um, had Elle McPherson in it. Okay. Yeah. You know who that is? Nope. Uh, Supermodel. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, this is now the Friends podcast. So uh, this podcast it's my is, dream. is is not only brought to you by Promescent, but also brought to you by Friends. <laughs> it's my dream to. I, I mean, if if I was gonna be still acting, that kind of show with just a bunch of my friends for ten years or eleven, seasons however many seasons. years it yeah. did. And and yeah. and millions and millions of dollars, yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, uh, I think the cast of the female cast of Friends are the highest paid women in television. Wow! And they wild? made and they and they only made one tenth of what the men made. How about that? Did you know that? On um, I I don't. Really? Yeah, I, I just made that up. I don't know. Um, I think they were each, I looked it up what they each made each season of the show. 
And they went from making like $22,000 an episode to like $23 million an episode in the last season. Oh my God, that is disgusting. 22 episodes in a season. I know. Wow. Yeah. Um, cool. <clears throat> um, yeah, well, let's, okay. let's move al- along then. Um, away from friends. I have a couple of things I want to clarify. Okay. Ready? So for Jesus, last I, are, week. Am I in trouble? <laughs> no, but I feel you, like I am. The way you said that, you were like, <laughs> I have some things that I want. This, that's the way you talk to me when like something's up. <laughs> oh, God. Well, um, that's not what I'm going to talk about right now. But what Thank I am God. going to talk about right now is um, so last week when we were we were just like rambling on the whole forehead for for play for we for were just Lauren. trying to come up with <laughs> yeah. for skin. Um, and I said four four square and seven years ago, and you were like, I that means nothing to me. What four it square is, means to me is a game that we used to play in not elementary four school. Square. I said it again. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the game we used to play in, in elementary where each kid stands in a square, four squares within <laughs> a square, <clears throat> and you're bouncing a ball uh, into each other's squares. And if you fuck up, then you lose. Right. Super fun game. It's kind of like tennis, but with four people. In a much smaller area. Very small court. Yes. <laughs> high, high stakes. High stakes. Um. Well, I think I was just like, I was like pulling from the recesses of my brain. And we would play, we would play, we would play on rec- during recess. Brian, this all makes sense. I get it. I know where you're going. Oh, no. With this. no. Yeah, four square during recess. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Four score and seven years ago is the opening line of the Gettysburg Address. It's like one of the most famous public speeches ever given. And I. I needed to recall that and clarify that because I know that at least one of our listeners was shaking their fist at the radio being like, Bridie, at the what radi- you're referring to. At the to- radio? <laughs> <laughs> at the radio? What, what planet are you living on? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Aren't we on the radio? No, no. <laughs> We aren't. Thank oh. God. Thank God we aren't. Shit. <laughs> oh my God. We used to be. God. We used well, to anyway. be on CKDU here in Halifax. Remember that? Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, we're not on the radio, but wherever we are, the airwaves. Are we on the airwaves? Yeah, I think we're on that. Okay. So for anyone shaking their fist at me, there, it's the Gettysburg Address. Lincoln gave it in... Um, um, Four score and seven years after the signing of the Declaration of the Independence. Do you know how, how four score, how many years four scores and seven years ago is? Yes. You don't care. A score is. <laughs> no, I don't care. <laughs> a score. Oh my God. This is. A score is 20 years. Four score. A score is 20 years. So 80, 87 years. Thank what you. You're saying. Yeah, I just needed to bring that around and complete okay. it. Thank you. Now, let me ask you this. Before we started recording, I was like, hey, do we have anything that we want to like touch on before we throw to our amazing <laughs> conversation with uh, the the CEO of Promescent? Um, uh, and you were like, yeah, there's there's one thing that I want to get into and I'll, I'll explain it when we get in. Was this it? 
<laughs> no. Okay. No. <laughs> Thank it was friends. God. No, it's Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was actually, um, you know how we've been, are you ready for it? For the real thing? I'm ready for the real thing. Let's get this podcast started 10 minutes in. <laughs> Um, what I really wanted to tell you about was, um, was what I found out about, uh, masturbation month. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. I'm into this. I I think this is a little important piece of history. Cool. Um, national masturbation month actually was started by national masturbation day. It all started with one day. Um, and it was declared National Masturbation Day, May 7th. This was uh, 1995. And it was declared that day by Good Vibrations, which is an old, uh, or I shouldn't say an old, but like a longstanding um, sexual, I want to say health organization, but I, I want to say it started as like a sex toy shop in San Francisco. Okay. Um, anyway, they named it in honor of... The um, the Surgeon General Jocelyn Elders. Do you know about Jocelyn Elders? I don't. Tell me. Okay, so Minnie Jocelyn Elders. Uh, she is an American pediatrician and public health administrator. She served as the Surgeon General of the United States from 1993 to 1994. So just for one year, um, she was the second woman and the first African American to serve as the Surgeon General. Um, she's known for, for her discussion on, on controversial issues such as drug legalization, masturbation, and distributing contraception in schools. And when she was uh, eventually forced to resign, um, uh, I think that that would be the, under the Clinton administration, it was because of the controversy of, of her saying that masturbation should be taught in, in schools. Whoa. Um, I mean, for, for the early nineties or mid nineties, that mm-hmm. is a, that is a, uh, uh, that is a controversial and uh ballsy subject. Are yeah. you allowed to say ballsy anymore? I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll just leave it. We'll just I, leave it. I said it. Oh, you said it. Um, I'll go back and bleep s- it out. Uh, that's a good idea. <coughs> ballsy. Leave it out there too. Um, okay, I wanted to tell you also about about Jocelyn Elders that before she became the Surgeon General, um, she was the director of the Arkansas Department of Health, and she Arkansas. accomplished mm-hmm, she accomplished some pretty major things while she was in office there, including reducing the teen pregnancy rate um, by increasing the availability of birth control counseling and sex education at school based clinics. So this was within her state. Um, she also saw a 24% rise in the immunization rate of two-year-olds. Wow. So think about that. Think about those like, you know, teen moms especially and, and yeah, like, yeah, right. you know, just like all the challenges you're already presented with. And an expansion of the availability of HIV testing and counseling services, breast cancer screenings, and better hospice care for the elderly. So wow. she was an all-around pretty fucking awesome, awesome <clears throat> Very, very ahead of her she, time. Still is, still is um, working as a a pediatrician and as a a professor, I believe. Um, So, so how did it go? How did it go from a day to a month? What what was that? Do you know when that transition took place? 
I have no idea. I really just wanted to tell you about, um, about Jocelyn elders. Cause some of the things it's like, not, I, I'm not super connected to the American politics system or really any of our, of our system. But when I start like digging a little bit uh, below the surface of a lot of the things that we talk about, it obviously leads back to a lot of like really politically right. charged um, reasons that we, you know, we don't have access to great um, sex education in our of course, schools. Of course. Um, and I, I wanted to say this too. So, so uh, she, she was able to be the voice. This is all from Wikipedia, by the way, but I found this really interesting. Oh, she was able to be the voice for the African-American community and speak on poverty and its role in teenage pregnancy, which was a major issue within the community. And, um, and she was also an endocrinologist. So I believe that wow. endocrine, so the endocrine system, um, what is that? That's, you know more about that than me. Uh, and, uh, Endocrinologist is, it a is the uh, doctors who specialize in the glands. Ah, the, endoc- okay. the endocrine system is like your mm-hmm. your glands, your the hormones. It's like a it's like it's all about hormones. All right. Okay. So, as an endocrinologist, uh, uh, El- Jocelyn Elders was especially concerned with young diabetic women getting pregnant because when young teen women with diabetes got pregnant, they had a high chance of their bodies rejecting the fetus or the fetus developing abnormalities in utero. Mm. Um, So yeah, so this was all like a huge motivation to her uh, to, to get young women to take control of their sexuality, sexuality as soon as they became, um, as they went through puberty Mm. and Um, she, I just thought this was really interesting too. She criticized older textbooks that said only white females had naturally regular periods because, uh, white females were on birth control to regulate their periods and black females did not readily seek out birth control because their black ministers were up on the pulpit saying the birth controls were black genocide. That's all in, that's all in quotes. Whoa. Whoa. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There are some like intersects there with uh, a conversation that we have in the pipeline that is oh, cool. coming up uh, in a few in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's really interesting. I wish we knew that before we went into that uh, that conversation, which we will. I will wait be, before I won't say anything about it because it was yeah. uh, a pretty pretty special and interesting conversation. Oh, cool. I'd love to hear that. I, I'm going to give you one more piece of of this. Um, this was <clears throat> sort of the the initiating, um, incident that eventually led to her, um, being forced to resign later the same year. But, um, in the context of abortion, she said, we really need to get over this love affair with the fetus and start worrying about children. Mm. Later that year, she was invited to speak at the UN conference on AIDS. She was asked whether it would be appropriate to promote masturbation as a means of preventing young people from engaging in riskier forms of sexual activity. And she said, I think that it is a part of human sexuality and perhaps it should be taught. That's the Mm. comment. Mm. Wow. So fascinating. I I love that. What, I know. Uh, what sp- what awesome, sparked eh? what sparked that uh, little deep dive into the research of Masturbation Month for you? Uh, I mean, honestly, I I think I just I, I think if you if you search like anything about 
uh, masturbation month, you'll, you'll find references. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. That's a misspeak. I think I specifically Googled like masturbation month to find out its origins. And it's literally in, in, in the, in the introduction of, of it, of that article on Wikipedia leads directly to, to her, mm. um, links directly to her. Um, but of course, when you do a Google and you're not looking for the history of masturbation month, there's no mention of the fact that it, it was sort of in tribute to this, to this person. So I just wanted to bring that forth right. in the, um, cause you know, like in some of the conversations we've had lately with, with folks, at, you know, I've expressed sort of a fatigue of like, of masturbation month and, and prioritize pleasure and, and these kinds of messages that are like out there and overwhelming, but somehow, somehow feel like not inspiring to do those things, at least right. to me. Um, but, but <laughs> somehow understanding the greater context of the importance of masturbation, mm. um, has made it more motivating for me to acknowledge this month. Does it make you want to masturbate more? Well, I have been masturbating more. Um, because of your new toy or just be just, uh, just because just because I feel not because it's masturbation month, but because I feel like I need to connect with practices and I am connecting with other practices too, that make me just feel less, um, make me feel more in the moment and less like I'm trying to achieve something. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've been in this very strange headspace lately of just like, you know, just like what if it was just more normalized to just sit and daydream for most of the day or, you know, not, not be like concerned with getting my bills paid, I guess is really the, the relief I'm looking for. I'm looking for a particular kind of relief for my mind, but also a kind of engagement with my life that is, yeah, that's That's fulfilling. Interesting that you bring that up because last night uh, while we were recording Sick Boy um, for our Friday YouTube episode, we had a discussion about how the the WHO just released a study um, recently about how, like, with proof that overworking can kill you. And one of the stats that they had in there was that in 2016, um, working long hours caused over 745,000 deaths in 2016 alone. And that people who work um, 55-plus hours a week... So I think that... I think, fuck, there's a lot of people that work... 55 plus hours a week have a 35% higher risk of stroke and a 17% higher risk of dying from heart disease. Wow. Isn't that crazy? You know, it's interesting. I mean, I guess there's a lot of things in between that statistic and, and the stroke or the heart, you know, but when you think when it's, I'm just like trying to, understand like for heart disease or stroke to happen, there's got to be some sort of breakdown of the veins or the arteries, right? Mm-hmm. Or blockages. Something's happening to the, like in an, in a stroke, it's some sort of blockage 
in a vessel in your head, isn't it? In your brain? Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. So then, you know, working 55 hours, maybe that means that you aren't able to... Well, it's stress. Like, how does... It's stress. Yeah. Stress causes stress. I mean, talking about hormones and the endocrine system, Mm. stress, you know, releases cortisol. Cortisol is the stress hormone. High amounts of cortisol in your body aren't good for you. Over time leads to illness. I mean, don't fuck. Look, if you're a doctor out there, an endocrinologist, don't fucking quote me. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm on the radio. All right. And, and you are on the radio. And I actually am. I, sh- I should know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, it's just it's just stress. Stress kills, you know. And then and, and the other interesting part about this entire thing is that, you know, there's so that was 2016. 745,000 deaths linked to overworking. Now, in 2020, 2021, the amount of people that are forced to work from home and, and who, who have the privilege of working from home, because it is a privilege to be able to work from home, but for, for the, the amount of people that have been now forced to work from home and not having the ability to separate work from home, Mm-hmm. You know, losing that ability to separate the two because now your work is within your fucking home. Like mm-hmm. how and and not not to mention frontline workers, COVID in, in hospitals, fucking you name it. Like, you know, <clears throat> 2016, 745,000 deaths. I, I feel like if they did that study for 2020 or 2021, that number would be a staggering <sighs> amount, you know, uh, a, a staggering amount more than what is all already quite staggering, which is, you know, almost, almost a fucking million people. Hmm. Anyway. Wow. That really resonates. I mean. So having said that, if you're listening to this right now, maybe just pause. If you're working, if it's the middle of your work day and you're trying to, trying to cram that work down your throat and get it done, take a second, pause, pause this recording or leave it on. Be weird if you left it on, but you could. Uh, they were probably not listening to us and working. Masturbate? Yeah, no. What? Oh my god! So many people. So many people listen to podcasts and work. Okay, <clears throat> that's a that's a that's a very common that's a very common thing. So what How I'm many? saying what I'm saying is pause the recording or keep listening while you're working. Masturbate, get yourself off, and then go outside for 20 minutes, and then come back in and continue your work. Yeah. Bonus. Bonus points if you can get your heart rate up. Bonus points if you can get yourself off outside. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just put a blanket over your lap. Yeah. And don't be <laughs> don't be anywhere near uh, a park. No, certainly not. Certainly not. I, <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's I. I can go that on up. and on about cortisol. <clears throat> yeah. Honestly, I thought, I, I thought I thought that was great. Uh, before we move into our amazing conversation with the CEO of Promescent, Jeff Ab- Abraham, I want to read to you a, an interesting little article that came out of Vice World News that was brought to my attention by um, uh, one of our patrons here on uh, Turn Me On, uh, but also a patron through Sick Boy. And this actually came okay. through our Discord over on Sick Boy. In the, we have a Turn Me On episode discussion channel on our what? Discord on Sick Boy. 
because there's so much crossover of fans that there's people that want to talk about shit we've talked about on our discord and we're like let's keep that in this small <laughs> private channel <clears throat> um uh, so, off in the shadows yeah shout out to sadie for bringing this to my attention um uh unexploded grenade found in germany forest <laughs> actually just a butt plug Police said the rubber grenade pro- proximity to lubricant and condoms helped verify their findings. So uh, here's an uh, here's an image of the unexploded grenade that is actually just something you shove up your ass. Uh, oh if you want to see what we're referring to, go to patreon.com slash turn me on, become a $5 patron, and you can uh, you can watch our, uh, our foreplay recordings. Uh, an object thought to be an unexploded World War II era hand grenade found in woodland in Germany was actually a rubber sex toy, police have said. Earlier this week, a jogger <laughs> earlier this week, a jogger discovered what she thought was a grenade in the Bavarian forest near the city of Passu in the south, or, south of Germany and called police. A police bomb squad <laughs> a police bomb squad were called to the forest in Hausenberg, but they quickly deemed the item to be non-threatening. The bag that the grenade was also contained in contained lubricant, two unopened condoms, and a USB cable. Objects okay, which, wait a second. Objects which helped b- bomb disposal experts reach their conclusion. <laughs> so this lady found a bag, See, reached in, pulled out the, a grenade. I know, that's the thing. It's like you're jogging and you go, oh, there's a, ba- there's a fucking plastic bag on the ground i'm gonna i'm gonna root through it well i stopped to look at a pair of sunglasses that were on the but were they hidden within a like garbage you know it's like it's garbage (laughs) she was jogging maybe she went to pick up the garbage and then felt like she's a freegan i don't think freegan maybe she's a freegan i don't think freegan i don't know about that no i don't think so um, the condition the objects were found in implied they had been in the forest for a while. Holy fuck. Quote, a search on the internet <clears throat> then confirmed the suspicion. There are actually sex toys in the form of hand grenades. And that was what it was all about here. Police said, uh, told Vice World News in an emailed statement. Quote, due to the advanced decomposition of the bag, the objects must have been there for a long time. How these items got there and why they got there can only be guessed at. Okay, so the bag was decomposing, babe. She could probably see through the bag. She wasn't just randomly going through. She probably was just running, saw sort of a decomposing bag, and was like, I think, I think she was just a nosy jogger. She's a nosy lady. It's like, ooh, bag. We are going to have what, to talk to this lady. What's in that bag? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's try how to many, <laughs> How many butt plugs have you found? Who buys a grenade-shaped butt plug? Is that purely for... Is that a serious question? Well, I'm just wondering, is it like... Have you seen some, it, of the, some of the sex toys out there? Who, who's, buying, who's buying giant octopus tentacle dildos? Yeah, but also it's not a weapon. You know? Uh, an alien arm is not a weapon? I don't know. <laughs> There's alien arms? Yeah, man. Are you kidding me? It's like a whole, it's a whole subculture of, of, of pleasure toys. Weird alien toys. tentacle arms and... and 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 big scary alien dick. 
Do you know what the pleasure toy that I would most like to have actually is um, a swing? Like one of those. Yeah, but not specifically like a swing for sex, but like even those aerial silk sort of like a Mm -hmm. rig, Mm -hmm. something like that. Are there, we have listeners out there that must have had sex with on their aerial rigs because I know we have some aerial rigged listeners. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although an aerial rig, an aerial rig would be. Oh, wow. Just got, a, just got tired thinking about how hard that would be to have sex on an aerial rig. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? It would be hard. It's, have you ever, you've done aerial silks? I've done aerial silks. Yeah, that shit's tough. But you now just, imagine trying you to just, get fucked. No, easy. You just bend over. This is how I imagine. You just bend over so your fingertips are on the floor and your toes are on the floor. Me or yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. receiver. And then partner comes up from behind and literally just like you just grab the swing and you just bam, bam, bam. You just swing the hips into your hips. That's what I would imagine. And I'd just be on my toe, on my fingers and my toes, just hanging out, getting the best forward fold fuck ever. You ever see, uh, I don't think I can, I don't think I can find it here. There was a, oh, maybe this is it. Holy shit. Did I find the video? There was a video somewhere on the internet <clears throat> of a couple fucking while skydiving. I'm going to see if Whoa. I can find this here. This is it. Yeah. Check this out. How There's wild no is way. this shit? Are they um, naked? Um, yeah, they definitely are. Um, hold on. Hold, hold. Do you see this now? Yep. Okay, so um, uh, the article says someone gives a flying fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Skydiving sex stunt under scrutiny. Uh, There's the photo there. There's the photo there. Uh, Can you make it any bigger for me? I don't know. It's uh, (laughs) That's a little bigger. I mean, it's kind of hard to make out. Um, The Federal Aviation Administration says it will look into a videotaped skydiving sex stunt to determine if the pilot might have been distracted during the incident over Kern County. I mean, what's black? What's what's blacked out? What's blurred out there? Oh, she, she N- nudity, nudity. Okay, she, he's naked. She's naked. They're okay. blurring out the uh, the. They're hurtling toward the earth. Yeah, and, and wow, sex. Well, that's pretty cool. Good for them. Pretty wild, eh? That would I would. I feel like that would be really difficult and terrifying. I have no desire to skydive in my life anyway, but, uh, skydiving's fun. I, I don't know how you, I don't know how one would perform. I don't know how either one would perform. I mean, I think it's you'd, like, you'd have to be inserted when you jump out. You'd need to be taking that Vitaflex from Promescent. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> That's a lot of libido. Speaking of Promescent, <clears throat> um, uh, this week we are speaking to the CEO of the company that is, um, all about making people better in bed. And, uh, this is a really fun conversation that we had with Jeff Abraham, um, from all the way down in the beautiful U S of a, and, uh, we're really excited to bring this conversation to you all folks. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. We and- did. He, <clears throat> I, I feel like 
Jeff would be really fun to like hang out in Vegas with. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the guy you want to go to Vegas with for sure. Um, <clears throat> so folks, uh, enjoy this conversation. Uh, and to our patrons, if you've been watching, we love seeing you we every single you. week. And we uh, we've got you. some we've got some interesting and fun things in the pipeline for our patrons, uh, for all of our listeners, really, but but especially for our patrons, um, which we will be announcing in the coming weeks. So we are excited for that. Stay tuned. Um, in the meantime, enjoy this conversation with our new friend, Jeff Abraham. And we'll see you on the other side. You fire away. I'll answer totally unscripted, as honestly as I can. Let's do it. Uh, how so? How does a man like yourself get into the get into the the business of making people better in bed? You know, you'll laugh when I tell you this because I've been asked that question many times, and it might be the most circuitous route in the history of business. <laughs> I owned a semiconductor engineering business prior to running from What the fuck? And, what I is that? I swear to God, I swear. People go, wait, what? Okay, so how do you go from integrated circuits? I was very fortunate, okay? I hit it big. I retired early at 53, okay? Literally months after I retired, and I was a single dad raising my son. He left and went to college, retired from my business. And it's like, okay, I'm going to live the comfortable life. But when you retire at 53, the last thing you think of is, okay, all my friends are still working. Because you'd call people and go, hey, you want to go golfing? They go, I have a job, you moron. I'm at work. I go, oh, that's right. 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 Some of you are still working. Hey, do you want to go this weekend and go to wherever? Hey, I'm more. I go, oh. So I was kind of bored. And uh, my next door neighbor, who was also a doctor and a very good friend of mine, uh, was a urologist by the name of Dr. Ronald Gilbert. So I went to see him in late 2010 for my yearly physical, you know, uh, PSA test and everything. A man at 50 starts having the yearly prostate checks and everything. So during the visit, he's like, you know, I have a question for you. I started this company and I have this product. It's going to be my retirement. I really don't think that it's taken off yet. You know, my best friend from high school is running the company, blah, blah, blah. It was promescent. It was the men's delay spray. So hmm. after my visit, we went in the office. He explained it. What do you think? I said, does this stuff work? He goes, oh, it works really well. And I asked him, I said, how big is this market as opposed to ED? Because ED market's like $4 billion. He goes, it's actually larger. I was like, what? He goes, actually, 10% of the ED market is misdiagnosed PE. Whoa. So, oh, yeah. interesting. Very so interesting. So I tried the product. I was like, oh, my God, this stuff is freaking legit. One thing led to another, and I invested in the company. And I was bored because I didn't have anything to do. All my friends were still working. I wrote him a business plan. They adopted what I told them to do and it went really well. And they said, okay, write us the next phase to grow to the next thing. So I did that. And they said, well, it's going to take another 400K. We don't have that kind of money. I said, well, I'll invest another 400K, but you have to put it like off to the side and escrow account do exactly what I'm telling you to do. So one thing led to another a year later in 2011, they asked me to come run the company. And I was bored, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> right, yeah. I thought it's going to be friends. 12 years until my friends reach 65 and they retire too. <laughs> so I... Then took over, started running the company, and we had immediate success. Things mm. went really, really well. Unfortunately, a tragedy happened 
Uh, Ron was murdered in a case of mistaken identity in 2013. Oh, my fucking God. It's the God. most tragic, nonsensical thing you will ever hear. Some guy had a prostate surgery 23 years prior. <gasps> Don't ask me why it took him 23 years, but he was upset. He went back to the VA. He got the records. The guy that did the surgery was a guy by the name of Dr. Ron Gelhart. He said, oh, I'm going to murder this guy. He looked oh up and saw urologist Newport Beach is where he had a surgery, Dr. Ron Gilbert. But anyone sane knows Dr. Ron Gelhart is not Dr. Ron Gilbert. He made an appointment to see Ron. Ron walked in thinking he was seeing the last patient of the morning on January 27, uh, 2013. The guy was waiting in a shooting position and shot him eight times through the heart. He was dead before he hit the floor. Oh, my and God. That's how I ended up here. I literally moved eight months later because I can tell you that you know, you can't run from emotional pain, mm. but you can at least remove the triggers. Okay, this is our office, mm. this is our house, this is his car, this is where we used to go to lunch. So that's how I ended up here because I literally just, it was so painful, you know, having those daily reminders. And mm. so I almost just sold the company and left or just said, I'm gonna find someone else to take over. Cause you know, I did it because this was my friend and I wanted to help him out and you know, all this kind of stuff. And you know, one day, in April of 2013, about 90 days after this had happened, it's right before I moved here. I'd already put a house in escrow and everything. I was sitting there and I just Google searched his name. It's the craziest thing. And all of a sudden, it was Dr. Ron Gilbert, doctor shot by crazy guy. Next thing, doctor murdered. And I go, oh my Lord, not only did the guy take his life, he took his legacy. Mm. He, he's no longer a father, a husband, a friend, a doctor. He's, He's just now the doctor shot by the crazy yeah. guy. Yeah. So for me, that day was, I got very emotional. And I, I really thought to myself, okay, I can't unring the bell. I can't bring him back. I can't, you know, there's nothing I can do except two things are in my control. Number one is to give him a legacy. So every podcast, everything I do, I try to mention Dr. Ronald Gilbert, because he truly was... I mean, he had no enemies. He was one of the nicest mm. people you will ever meet. No ego, no nothing. Number two, his wife and his two sons still own 20% of the company. Mm. So I thought by making this very successful, I could at least relieve any financial burdens or financial considerations they had. So for me, I can't unring that bell. I can't bring it back. There's two things in my control. Number one, give him a legacy and let people know who he was. And number two, have success so that his family, even though they'll never get over that tragic loss, mm. they won't have the burden financially, you know, it'll at least give them some comfort. And I can tell you the last two years, I've had the great pleasure to give them some very big dividend checks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and it's my goal within the next couple of years to hand them a very nice big check when we sell the company, you know, cause we're really growing now. So uh, like I said, when you ask that question, it's a very circuitous route and it has a lot of backstory to it. It's yeah, phenomenal. no shit. I, I, what a what a wild story. I, yeah. I, I mean, f first of all, I'm, I I'm so sorry for the loss of uh, of of what what sounds like a, a pretty close friend and 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 business partner. That's like just totally totally wild. Um, I I I do I do want to kind of ask about the the delay spray. I think the so so. Uh, to kind of like shift this in a bit of a different direction, uh, Promescent, you, you, you guys have a, a plethora of different um, <clears throat> products out on the market right now. There's the delay spray. You guys got supplements. Um, 
uh, lubricants, um, female arousal gel, fe- arousal right. gel. Yeah. Uh, massage oil. Which, Did you say yeah. massage oil? Yeah. yeah. And Bridie's Bridie's been using the, uh, the arousal gels. I, and, <laughs> and so I'm curious to know how, how that's been going for her, but I, I want to know, but the, the delay spray, you said that you tried it and it, and it blew your mind. So here's the thing. Uh, we, I got a shipment of a bunch of promescent, um, product that came in. I was unboxing it in my condo and I pulled out the delay spray and I was like, <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, no, no, I can't like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I don't need, I full, full disclosure. I don't think I need it. Like, I, like yeah. I, I looked at it and I went, this will cause, this will be a problem for me. If I, if I use delay spray, I will be. I'll be backed up for months. I'm sure. Like I, I yeah. already, I already have like this, this, uh, this. Thankfully, this ability to to control my orgasm, which I think is I, I didn't always be able to say that. But um, when you used it, leading into this question now, when you used it, were you in a place where you were like, oh, like I, this sounds like a product that I could use personally in my own sex life. Or were you in my boat where you're like, I don't really need this, but I'm going to spray it on me anyway and see what happens? You know, for me, I was thinking of investing in the company. And it wasn't like I went, oh, I have this glaring need. But there were times in my life, you know, I was single and still am, but there were times in my life where I was very acutely aware, has my partner climaxed yet? And there were times that, and you know, it's really strange because the sexuality of men and women, I always tell people are so different. You know what I mean? Mm. Like any guy who goes, okay, I'm with this woman. Oh, I'm going to use my pet move. And you know, oh, I, this is my go-to, but women are so different. You have to literally reset every time you start dating someone, you know what I mean? Because you go, wow, there's mm-hmm. certain things. So certain women will go, oh, I love that. And the next woman will go, oh my God, I hate that. You know? But for me, I was dating someone that took a very long time to climax. I mean, literally like 30 minutes, you know, of mm-hmm. constant thrusting, you know? And so there were times I was like, oh my God, you know what I mean? Like, I hope she doesn't get on top, you know, go reverse cowgirl, you know what I mean? Cause oh my God, that's gonna, it'll know, be over. Yeah. That long. Sure, sure. So it was like at a time, this particular relationship, someone took quite a while. Then it was funny. Cause right after I started dating her, I started dating someone that would sneeze and have an orgasm. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> okay, sure. this feels a little bit better, you know? But so I was like, even though I would finish, there were times in I would get her, you know, to climax, you know, prior. There were times where in the last two or three minutes, I felt like this little guy on my shoulder, not yet, not yet, let her finish. You know what I mean? Okay. So the first time I tried it, he just gave it to me and I read the instructions, one to three sprays. Okay. So I try three and literally 40 minutes later, 40, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish. Okay. And I'm like, finally she starts tapping out. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Whoa, I put all this work in I'm finishing. Right. So the next morning I call him and he's like, what'd you think? I said, the product's insane. I said, but you know, it's too good. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, he goes, tell me sprays you use. I go three. He goes, well, three to 10 is for someone with PE. I go, well, tell me that prior. He goes, if you're using it recreationally, try one. I go, thanks. I go. So then the next time, I did try one mm. and I was like, oh, now it leads me to that point where I think you're at, where you go, I don't have any, I literally, you know, decide when I want to finish and I have to kind of focus and then I finish, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. And you don't have that issue. So 
the first two to three years, we were focused on hardcore PE, people who had clinical PE. So we grew because there's 2,000 urologists that now recommend us we're in their protocol. But then we realized how many people, once we started having success and we had all this medical credibility, that literally just wanted better intimacy. Mm. And, you know, you're in the unique situation. Most men don't have that total control mm -hmm. because let's step out of the realm of PE. Let's talk about normal, healthy men and women. The average man lasts five minutes and 42 seconds during penetration and thrusting during intercourse. Mm -hmm. The average female takes 18 minutes and 40 seconds to achieve climax. So even in healthy couples, there's a name for it. Urologists and therapists, they call it the arousal gap. Okay. Sure. Sure. That's why a lot of guys go, I'm the master of cunnilingus. You know, they have extended foreplay. That's all done to shorten that gap so mm. that the woman becomes, you know, closer to achieving climax even prior to starting. That's why there's 7 trillion vibrators in the world. That's why, you know, guys stop, start, think about baseball scores. Like I said before, like, oh my yeah. God, I hope she doesn't get on top. You know, that's, you yeah. know, because every guy knows there are certain positions that take you closer to the edge. There are some positions you could last forever without ejaculating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people have learned to use these coping mechanisms. And we're to the point now, 11 years in, where over 50% of the people that use our product would never say, I thought I needed this product, I have any kind of PE. They've just found a better degree of intimacy by using mm. the product. They literally say to themselves, I like that little insurance policy. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, you never know when you're gonna need it. And then all of a sudden someone backs into you in a parking lot, you go, man, I'm really glad I had that insurance. Because a lot of times, like I said, if you're using it recreationally and you use one spray, it's not like you can't finish or you're never going to go forever, but it gives you just that added little layer of confidence so that if your woman takes quite a while to finish, that you have the ability to literally not get anxiety yeah. because anxiety should never enter into intimacy. You know, you want to feel comfort. You want to feel unbridled, you know, joy and optimism and you know i'm really going for it and reckless abandon there shouldn't be anxiety in intimacy those two things should be mutually exclusive mm. so i look at it as something that it's not for everybody but for people who need it it is game changing okay it literally is game changing i i love that i think that's great that makes me want to try it now more than i did when i first got it because i was yeah. a little scared of it but oh, yeah. I, how does it work? Like how, how, what's the, what is the, what's the actual like process of the spray? Like what, what this is this doing? This to is the... going to blow you away. Okay. So prior to the 40 years before us, there were two options that men had if they went to see a physician or they did their research. Number one, and these things do work, they're SSRIs, which are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Most non-professionals go, what's that? You just say depression drugs, Paxil, yeah. Prozac, mm -hmm. Zoloft, okay? Now, but if you take them for PE and you're not depressed, you get dry mouth, nausea, loss of libido. Most people are like, excuse me, I'll take the PE. You know what I mean? L loss of libido. Okay, now I can last forever. I just don't want to have don't sex or, yeah, yeah. and everything else. So th that's off label and a lot of people don't like that. The other option were Prilocaine, you know, which is straight, a numbing agent or Stud 100, this other product that existed. The only problem is you last longer, but it's done by completely numbing you up. Yeah. You know, I mean, so one of the things that I did before you can effectively run a company, you have to know your product. You have to know how it stacks up against other products. The first time that I tried Stud 100, I am not kidding you. 
Someone could have dropped a cinder block on my penis. I wouldn't have felt it. Okay. <laughs> sure. Just total numb. I was like, you know, and then you're like having sex. You're like, am I involved here? You feel like you're watching someone else have that. You have no feeling. Mm. And then it transfers to the female. She's like, hey, I'm numb too. And I'm like, okay, this sucks. Okay. I'm like, these are the options. Okay. I'm definitely investing in this company. Ron was a genius because he looked at those two options as a urologist. And as a urologist, this was such an issue because if someone came to see him for prostate issues, they had many choices. Someone came to see him for ED, they had Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, Trimix, Doc, Sendra. So every other thing, they had all these issues. You came to see him for P, they were like, you're on your own. That kind of sucks. Mm. So what he did was he partnered with a guy by the name of Dr. Tony Capamaccio, an organic PhD chemist from University of Georgia. And they developed this eutectic formula that changes the crystalline structure of lidocaine. Lidocaine is a solid, it's a crystal, okay? Therefore, it cannot penetrate the skin. It just sits on top of your skin. So when a man uses that, any lidocaine-based product, it numbs him and unfortunately transfers to the female. Sure. But it allows you to last longer because you don't feel anything, you're numb. So what they did, which is pure genius, is they changed the crystalline structure from lidocaine, from a solid to an oil aqueous form. When you do that, it penetrates the dermis or stratum corneum, the outer layer of the skin. So then it penetrates the dermis, it resides in the fatty tissue underneath. So it gives the man a much higher degree of surface sensitivity and it doesn't transfer to the female. Okay. So so a similar a similar mechanism to these to these other products that exist out there. However, it's it's the way that it integrates with the 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 biology of the body. That, that changes it. It literally has some of the same chemistry. Some of the other ones have lidocaine, but this patented formula that they developed mm. that changes the structure from a solid to an oil aqueous, allowing it to penetrate the dermis. That is the sole difference. But it's, again, it's like saying the sole difference between a Ferrari and a Ford Pinto is one goes a lot faster, you <laughs> right, know? Right, right. So yeah. it is one difference, but it is the difference. It, it what makes us a very attractive option and makes them almost something you don't even want to go near. Yeah. Right. I, I, I'm, I, okay. Again, I'm just like, you, you, I'm, I am now more inclined to, to, to try this out. I'm going to try it out tonight. Anyway. Start with one spray. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, there's no fucking way I'm going because with three. The whole, the whole idea of intimacy is to pleasure your partner, not punish them. You know what I mean? So <laughs> right, yeah, start yeah. with, start with one because you don't want to be here. And you know, it's funny because I tell people all the time, I am so glad because I'm about to turn 64. I am so glad that I grew up when I did and I didn't grow up in an age where, you know, cell phones where a lot of, this is true. A lot of young people now watch porn before they have their first sexual experience. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when they're 13, 14, or when they're getting ready, they have cell phones, you know what I mean? Or they mm -hmm. see that kind of stuff. I talk to people, I'm very interactive. The way to effectively run a company, know who used your product. I've talked to men, I'm not kidding you, that say, you know, I last 30 minutes, I last 35 minutes, I want to last an hour, an hour and a half. I'm like, excuse me? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 why? Well, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you watched a lot of porn? I go, yeah. I go, first of all, a lot of porn stars. Johnny Sins is on our site. He's ABN's male porn star of the year in uh, 2019, 2020. Mm -hmm. He's a big proponent of Promescent. And when you get into that world, you find out the majority of porn stars use products to A, mm. keep erections, last longer. And I tell people that 
It's not real life to last an hour or an hour and a half, okay? It's not real life normally to have a 10-inch cock, the circumference of a beer can, and yeah, then, yeah, right. you know, to, to have sex for an hour and right before you're getting ready to ejaculate, jump off, run across the room and shoot your partner in the eye from 30 feet away. You know what I mean? It's like, let's be yeah, real, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it just blows my mind how it's just the same thing like with women they see shape magazine and a lot of young girls growing up go wow if i'm over eight percent body fat then i'm obese you know like mm -hmm. and they, they see these magazines and they go the average woman is five four weighs 114 pounds has a 36 inch c chest at a 21 inch waist you know what i mean it's mm. We are creating these unrealistic visions and expectations, whether it's body image, whether it's performance sexually, you know, all this kind of stuff. So one of the things that we've done is we've really tried to educate people, you know, and we don't want to sell products to someone who goes, I last 30 minutes, I want to last 90 minutes. Our advice is, okay, take a step back, communicate with your partner. Does she want you to last longer? And if you're thrusting for 30 minutes and your partner's not achieving orgasm or climax before you go i want to last longer take a look at your technique okay take mm -hmm. communicate with your partner and see what it is you're doing not doing that you know might help so we're all about better intimacy in fact our tagline is better in bed mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we really preach that and you know when you go to our site i've been criticized by some they go when i go to your site it's like going to a medical site there's all these articles you know because you go to most sites, it's like, buy, buy, you know, right now, 10%, you know, everything's focused on getting you into this funnel and selling you product. And I tell people, I think one of the reasons we've been successful, if we focused, our products have clinical studies, okay, and they're expensive, but they're worth it. We have all this medical background. We have all these blogs. We have all these informational posts. We tell people, before you buy the product, read this to see mm. if you think this product will help you. We believe the more educated you become, then all roads lead to us. And we don't want the one shot deal where we're trying to, you know, high pressure sell and just get a click and get a sale and they never come back. That's not sustainable for us. Mm -hmm. It's about getting people the right information so they make the right choices. So if they buy us, we really believe they're, we're gonna help them and they're gonna become loyal repeat customers over and over again. So that's the key to have the right product to educate people so the right people are buying the right product for the right reasons and to have a thousand people buying the product multiple times as opposed to having 50,000 people all buying one trial size and never coming back. Mm. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I see that as a really common line for um, sex product companies to have to walk is like you want people to know that the product is like backed by science, but you don't want it necessarily to come across like a pharmaceutical because people have all That's the line we walk. You just hit it right on the head. Absolutely. And how do you like, I guess, what's your decision making process for like, how you um how you sell yourself i guess like when you when you walk into a room full of like prospective clients or like people you need to convince you know like what is it besides being extremely personable and like generous with your energy and your information what what do you think what do you think sort of those, I'm asking like a hundred different questions in this paragraph. No, that's okay. Like, that, I'm really intrigued. No, that's good. I, I, I just, I just want to know like what, what sort of like, what are, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I'm asking actually anymore. I know, okay. I know what you're asking. Because, okay. Okay. You know, when I, I, I was having trouble putting into words when I first took over this company. Okay. How do you bring this up and how do you address it without becoming personal, like you're deficient in something, you know what I mean? Or mm. you have an issue or you have a medical disease or, you know, that kind of stuff. So what we decided as a company, and this is part of our mantra. And one of the things we emphasize time and time again is the overall message is you're not alone. The majority of men literally have some form of an issue, whether it's acute medically defined PE, whether it's just something that, you know, they can use occasionally. Because another thing is, you don't have to have chronic PE. There are some things that come up like prostatitis. When a man suffers about a prostatitis, he's going to prematurely ejaculate because his prostate becomes very sensitive. And there are times that we tell certain men that if you don't have sex for a prolonged period of time, then you're going to shoot more quickly because mm -hmm. of the built up, you know, frustration and pent up, you know, libido. Sexual energy. Yeah, yeah. Sexual totally. energy. Yeah. Also, when you're new in a relationship, because the one thing is, a lot of men have been married 30 years ago, promescence the last thing I need, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're so used to the same thing. When the excitement wanes, so does the ability to become aroused, you know what I mean? And so when you're with a new partner, everything's new. With everything new, there's a heightened anxiety. There's, you know, mm. it's not comfortable, you know? So we have people that our users will tell us, you know, that are single, hey, when I'm in a new relationship, I make sure I have my promescent because I tend to be a little more trigger happy. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? And mm -hmm. that kind of thing. We also 
have people that say there are times where I got to get up at six, you know, it's 1130 at night. I don't need a marathon. The last thing I'm going to do, or there are other times when it's a Saturday night, the kids are out. You know what I mean? The wife and I are going to bed at 10. I don't have to get up in the morning. I want, so it's one of these things that you have to frame it so that people don't feel like I have an issue. You know what I mean? Like I'm deficient that you're not alone, that a lot of people face this issue. In fact, there's an actual term called the arousal gap, and it's very natural to go, there are times, even if you don't use it chronically every single time you have sex, there are times you're going to want to have this for where you might be predisposed to firing off a little more quickly than normal. Mm -hmm. And I think that resonates and puts people at ease because – I think even the entertainment industry for years has made jokes and laughed about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And if someone has the issue, that sends them further into shame and further into seeking help because they think there's something wrong. And these old wives tales about, well, if a man, you know, rapidly or prematurely ejaculates that they don't care enough about their partner is laughable. You know, Mm -hmm. I talk to people all day that suffer from this. It's the exact opposite. They so desperately want to please their partner that Mm. it's become something that is just this mental block, you know, and then the anxiety, once you have the issue, makes it even more difficult to solve because then you're actually focused on it rather than Mm. enjoying yourself. And, you know, there are five separate physiological reasons why a man rapidly ejaculates or early ejaculates. And it's not limited to hypersensitivity, the penile nerves, low testosterone, uh, you know, prostatitis, all these things. Now, there are some times where it's a psychological issue because in a lot of cases from a young man's early sexual awakening, when he first starts masturbating, no one's proud when they're 13, 14 years old of, you know, masturbating. And generally it's like, oh my God, I got to hurry up and do this before someone walks in on me. So literally they're getting it over with as quickly as possible. They don't use lube. You know, no one's like, I'm lighting candles, getting the lube on to (laughs) masturbate, you know? So they're literally training themselves to prematurely ejaculate. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So so there's a couple very distinct types of, of early or premature ejaculation. There are some that are psychological in nature or you're training yourself and you just have to take a step back, relax, and literally start realizing that feeling of inevitability. It's when you go, okay, because every man during arousal, there's a certain point where you go over the top where you lose, it's involuntary. You go over, you know you're about to ejaculate. Yeah, there's no coming back. Yeah, There's no coming back. And everyone knows once they get control of that, that you can then slow down, you can stop, you can switch positions and take a step backwards. So in a lot of cases, a man, if the problem isn't, physiological, if it's mostly trained, they've trained themselves to prematurely ejaculate or it's anxiety, getting them to understand that feeling and to then get control of that feeling and know Mm. that they don't have to go over the edge. And so there's many different, it's, it's a complex issue. That's why we have so many articles. We want men to understand. We want, you, you can't treat anything until you understand what it is you're working with. Is it physiological? Is it psychological? If it's this, do this. If it's this, do this. So we are going to continue on the path of being an educational site where we really want for people not to become hooked and use products that they might be able to wean themselves off of. Mm. So, and I think that's done us a real 
service because a lot of people recognize that and go, hey, these guys just aren't here trying to make a quick buck. They are trying to solve problems. And when they see the president of International Society of Sexual Medicine doing testimonials on our site and the fact that he's on our advisory board, it gives us a lot of credibility. Yeah, no doubt. I, I'm, I'm wondering, <clears throat> you know, as, as, a, as a man who in his late 50s, early 60s gets into the business of, of uh, you know, uh, helping people become better in bed, how has, how has this work affected your own personal sex life? It's been very positive, but I'll tell you, there's also you know, unrealistic expectations, I should say, because we live in an era now that whenever you first meet someone, the first thing they do is Google search. You, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And now and you're the I, sex guy. Oh my God. There are times <laughs> where I go out on a date and literally someone will go, you know, I couldn't help it. Google you, you know, like, are you some like sex God? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, <laughs> yeah. if you're the president of the United States and people go, you're the most powerful man in the world, it's because you can press a button and nuke somebody. You literally can't out bench press anyone, out jump anyone. I'm like, you know, I do my best. You know what I mean? And obviously <laughs> I have access to a lot of information, you know, mm. but, you know, I would never claim to be like the world's greatest lover. You know what I mean? Mm. And I've always been very attuned to my partner. I'm a good communicator. And, but this has taught me even more so because so many times I'll talk to one part of the couple, either the male or the female, you know, that's using the product. And they'll say, oh, we have this big issue. And I'll go, well, when you guys talk about it, and they'll go, what do you mean? I'll go, what do you got? And they go, no, we've never, I go, wait, this is your husband. You guys have been married 20 years. He has mm. absolute chronic, you've never talked about it. I go, no. I'm like, this isn't unique. This is a lot of people literally get in bad relationships. They end up being married 20 years and they feel it's just easier not to address it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, this isn't a dress rehearsal. You go around one time, make the best of it. Okay. It's yeah. like, fix it. You can't, if, if you're not discussing someone and addressing it, how's it ever going to get better? Mm. So I tell people the most effective sexual tip I can give people is communicate. Be open. One of the things that I've learned through this and talking to a lot of people, I didn't realize how many men, their egos are men, their egos are so fragile. I'm not kidding. It's crazy. Because a lot of women, when I do podcasts or radio shows, like serious shows where there's call-in, half the people that call in are women. Mm-hmm. And when they call in, I know exactly what they're gonna say. Number one, we need the product in our relationship. Number two, how do I bring it up without my husband freaking out? Mm-hmm. So I literally tell them, I have this pat answer. I'll go set up a fantasy night, kind of a 50 shades of gray night, you know, get a blindfold and a riding crop and a feather duster and then promescent. So you're not going, Hey, you need this set up this whole fantasy night, you know, with everything else, make yeah. that one of many. So it kind of blends in. And then when it does, and I tell people, when you give a man control, the man Men loved control because you've been taught from when you're younger, you're the provider, you're this, bring home the bacon, you know, all these old cliches that, and a lot of men feel that they need to be in control, that the man needs to be the dominant one in the relationship. Good relationships aren't like that, but there's still that mindset, especially among people in my age. And I always tell people that if you go over a couple's house and they're watching TV, the guy's sitting there with a the remote control. He's like, I'm in control here. I'm controlling <laughs> And everyone's been through this where you go with another couple, you're going to go to dinner. You know what I mean? And so you go over, 
literally 99.9% of the time, the guy's driving, the woman's in a passenger seat. In fact, it's almost at a point where if I see the woman driving, I go, oh, that guy has a DUI. Okay, he lost his license. <laughs> okay, because guys love control. Mm. How many times you've been in a situation where you're going somewhere and your boyfriend, or your husband, or whatever, you're like, okay, let's stop and ask for, I don't need to stop and ask directions. I got this. Meanwhile, an hour mm. later, you're driving around in a circle, you know? So yep. I always tell females, don't personalize it. Don't say, hey, you're deficient. You need this because the guy's going to get defensive. He's going to shame him. Just allow him to try it one time by including it in a number of things. You'll never have to tell him to use it again. Yeah. Just get it in his hands one time. <clears throat> we used to have this saying in the company, and it was laughable, that if we every time we came into this encounter, if we heard that, we would have got a dollar. We would have had $100. I had to change it to 1000 And this is the scenario. We'll be in a situation. I was at a barbecue about a year ago. Well, a little over a year ago. It was before the pandemic. And it was in my neighborhood where I live. And one of the couples that lives near me came over and they're like, hey, you know, we really love the new home you built. Oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. The guy goes, what do you do for a living? I go, I'm the CEO of a small pharma company. He goes, what's the name? I go, Absorption Pharmaceuticals. He goes, I never heard of it. I go, well, we're still relatively small. He goes, what's the name of your product? I go, it's called Promescent. Promescent. Sounds familiar. What, what, do you, what does it do? I said, well, it's an FDA compliant treatment for premature ejaculation. He's like, what? I go, yeah. So there's like 10 seconds of dead silence. And here's, here's exactly what he does. Puffs his chest out. He's like, it's the last thing we need in this relationship. I'm like, okay, no big deal. Okay, Ron Jeremy, I know you're stud. No big deal, right? Sounds like me. So, yeah. So about, well, I mean, you're serious, okay? So 15 minutes later, he goes over to get something neat. They had this like tri-tip and chicken and they had this real nice buffet. He goes, his wife leans over and goes, do you have some samples that we could use some of that in this relationship? Oh. You have no idea yeah. how often we hear that. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I tell people this, and I say it a lot and people laugh, but before I took over this company, people would say to me, what is the most fragile substance on earth? I go, I don't know, a Fabergé egg? you know, like some fine crystal from London, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now people go to me, what's the most fragile substance on earth? I go, the male ego, the male <laughs> yeah, ego, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I would not want to be a woman and dealing with men. Okay. It's like, it's the craziest thing. I mean, okay. I got it. I got it. I thought, cause I thought this is where your story was going. So now I yeah. want to know what your feeling is about this. What if, uh, a hypothetical situation, I bring this home, this product home and and I don't, I don't feel like I can tell my partner what it's for. So, but when we're having sex, I just spray it on him and tell him it's lube. First of all, it's not lube, so he might go. Yeah, whoa, Brady, whoa, did, whoa. did you, Brady? Did you not hear anything about the communication bit? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, only men were bad communicators. Yeah. Isn't so, there something about like asking for forgiveness later? Uh, yeah, right. yeah. Well, that, yeah, that. as long yeah. as you come clean later. Yeah. But here's the thing. You literally, ideally, you want to wait seven to 10 minutes after applying it mm. so that it absorbs. Right. So if you applied it right there, so you might have to apply it and then distract him, you know what I mean? For yeah. seven <laughs> to 10 minutes so that it absorbs. So he doesn't, you know, uh, lose sensation or doesn't transfer to you. Yeah, so part of my fantasy night will be the promescent and then oh. some nipple tassels that I will, yeah, totally I will dance, try. To a little dance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So apply it and then put the nipple yeah. tassels on, you know what I mean? And yeah. yeah, kill some time. Jeff, um, <laughs> I, I want to know, like, you know, it, it's there. there's 
it seems like it's been a, a wild ride so far, and uh, it doesn't seem like the the end is near. So what's what's next for Promescent? What what do you guys have in the pipeline? What are you excited about? It's really interesting. We uh, we've grown, and up until two years ago, all we had was delay spray. Right. Literally, that was the only mm-hmm. product we had. And then some people came to us and said, you know, I really need a good lube. Can you recommend a good lube? Because when I was having sex for, you know, a minute, I didn't need lube. Now I'm having sex for 15 minutes. I need a lube. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple we recommended. And uh, then we thought, let's develop our own. So we did. And I was like, wow, let's see how this goes. So when we first put lube on the site, it literally blew up almost yeah. immediately. And I was like, whoa. So I sent out a couple of emails. I go, wow, thank you very much. What gave you the confidence to buy lubes from, you know, our site? Because we're known as Delay Spray. And the result was universal. It was like, if it's on this site, we know it's top quality. We know you'll stand behind it 100%. Mm. So then we went into condoms. And then we went into female arousal gel. All that was a literal seamless transition. We didn't even have separate marketing campaigns because we had a lot of traffic, people looking for sexual wellness. And it was a natural then a company that was making vibrators wanted to buy our spray and package it and have this combo pack where they had their vibrator and promescent spray, blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. So they had success with it. And to us, it was a great way to reach a lot of new customers, you know, mm-hmm. in conjunction with that. So then they said, Hey, we want to give you, you know, 600 or 700 of these. And then you guys sell them too. And I was like, no, nah, we're not really into our whole thing is like products. And they were like, no, 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 you need to try this. And I was like, and they go, we'll do it on contingency. If you don't sell, we'll take them back. So I called Russ, my operations manager. I said, okay, take these, just put them on the checkout. Don't promote them. When they don't sell in 60 days, we'll just send them back. Okay, great. Put them on the site. Bang, immediately. Started, I was like, oh yeah. my God. So I literally said to him, I said, do that same email what gave people the confidence to buy vibe? And it was the exact, it was like the same people were writing of a slightly different wording. Hey, if it's on this site, we know it's top quality. Mm. We know it's tremendous. Then we added the nitric oxide supplements. And uh, now that's a total different realm than ju- or, you know, uh, lubes or gels. That's our second biggest product. Now that went insane because mm. it increases libido, helps with erections, helps females moisturize, gives you more energy. It also has non-sexual benefits. And that went insane. So in September, we're launching a huge line of toys and vibrators because we now have made that successful transition into being a brand. We are absolutely a brand now Mm -hmm. where people go, if it's on the site, it's quality and I'll buy it. And it's funny because our tagline for the company used to be Promescent make love longer. We only had one product. So our new tagline is Promescent better in bed. So the spray is make love longer. The lubes are make love smoother. Mm. The Vitafluxes make love healthier. The condoms are make love safer, you know? Mm-hmm. So we've begun to branch out. Now, my mantra and my goal as the CEO of this company is four times a year, I want to introduce a new product. But there's a criteria that has to be met. For us to introduce a new product, it has to be as good or better than anything else in that category. Because mm. what's made us successful is people have the confidence to go, if it's on that site, it's top quality. The first time you marginalize or put something, you know, that's middle of the road, people go, oh, I can't just order from here knowing it's going to be good. So we have to keep that mantra. If we never find another product that is as good, if not better than anything else, then we'll never introduce another product. Mm. If our, my goal is four new ones a year. If we find six, we'll do it. The goal is four. If we never find another product that we feel is cost effective and at least is good or better, not anything else, 
then we'll never introduce it. So mm. that's our intermediate goal. We launch at Walmart in uh, July of this year. That's a big step for us. We've been at Target retail-wise for the last four years and done very well. So we're adding Walmart. We have another deal that should be finalized with a major retailer in the next 30 days that'll take the entire product line because the other two just have the spray. Mm -hmm. So our entire product line is going to be a big chain with 300 or 3,000 stores nationally. Those have been big. We're introducing a PE wipe. That's a spray bottle now, but a little pre-packaged wipe that is also eutectic that is clearly superior to anything that's on the market right now. Mm. That introduces in July this year. So we have a lot of things on our plate. We are growing rapidly. Yeah. Speaking of the wipes, uh, I, that was another thing that was in the that was in the box that was sent to me was the uh, like the after wipes, like the cleanup Before wipes. After wipes. Oh yeah. man. What what a fucking game changer! I like that is that is a game changer. <laughs> I I am I am like saving so much on laundry right now. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you that has been mm-hmm. one of those ones where you're like, and you know it's funny because I wish I could say I was a genius. I developed that product and go, okay, I see a market for this. All of our products are developed because we talk to our customers and I pick out a lot of repeat customers. Been with it a long time. And they like freak out. I sent them an email. Hey, you know, what do you, and they go, are you really the CEO? Is this really Jeff Aaron? I go, yeah. And they're like, you're reaching out. I go, yeah, this is how I learn. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not a genius. I was running a semiconductor engineering business. Okay. Up until I did this. All right. It's not like, you know, I've been in this business forever and I talk to people and you don't know how many people said to me, Hey, I really like a individually packaged, you know, nice little uh, menthol kind of wipe and it's not just after it's pre you know what mm, i mean because mm-hmm. say you're going to a club you know you're going somewhere and you come home and you don't have time to take a shower you're like hey i want to freshen up here a little bit you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and like you say afterwards and it's so convenient you know and before they had this package with like 50 wipes you'd pull one out and it was a big open box and have to seal it back up and that's not convenient if you're going out for the night you can't take a box that's this big and put it in yeah, your pocket right, right so people love that convenience so we introduced those and I really, and like I said, I wasn't really that aware of that much of a need for them, but people were asking me for them. So I was like, I don't think this is going to be a big product. And so we introduced those in February of this past year. So I was in our offices before I came back to my home office and Russ says, oh, we're getting those up on the site today. And, uh, you know, I'll optimize them next week. And, you know, cause we have just like Amazon where it's like people who buy this, buy this and in certain places where it's mm-hmm. featured, he said, I'm just going to throw them up on the site in the checkout today and we'll optimize them next week. So in the 15 minutes it took me to go from that office to my home officer, I get home and I'm looking through orders and I go, Oh, Russ must be testing, you know, to make sure it's optimized. Cause I see an order go through then another order go through for these before and after wipes. Then I look at the name. I go, that's not a Russ. I go, oh, maybe it's one of our developers I'm not familiar with, with this mm-hmm. agency we use. And I go, wait a second. Why they order that with spray? And I go, wait, this guy's a repeat customer. I called Russ. He goes, can you believe that? He goes, I literally put that on the site. And three minutes later, people start ordering it. I'm like, oh, flying off the shelves. Yeah. Was yeah that, I was just like, it's amazing. They are great. They're really great. They're really good. Jeff, this is uh, this has been really, really sweet, man, to sit down and talk to you about uh, about the company and about the the products, about what's coming up in the future. Um, 
I I want to say I I you know straight up I want to say thanks for for sending the product. I'm excited now. Uh, now I'm really excited to give that delay spray a try. You go. Uh, I really want to. I had to put my mind at ease, yeah, but now I'm ready to roll. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to rock with it. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, I want to say thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to sit down with us and to give us a little bit of insight into uh, the work that you do and everything that is pres- promescent. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing what happens in the future. How, how, how far you guys go? Cause this, uh, I, that the, seems like it's the to the ceiling moon. for us is unlimited right now. We have busted through and we're doing really well. We have the best product in a number of areas. The company's on solid footing. We're, you know, profitable now. And yeah. you know, it, it's funny because you work 10 years and you work hard and you go through a lot then all of a sudden you bust out and so many doors you knocked on and wouldn't open now call you, you know, and go, Hey, you know, we need to bring your product in. It's, and it's funny. Cause I've had people say, Oh my God, you're an overnight sensation. I'm like, where have you been the last 10 years when I <laughs> get my feet kicked in? You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, you know, we're an overnight sensation 10 years in the making, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but it does, it does prove one thing that do the right thing, work hard, don't get frustrated, don't abandon ship. You know what I mean? During rough times, just keep grinding and eventually you'll get there. And mm. it makes it even that much sweeter that when you finally get there, that you know that it wasn't easy and you know that you had to be hardworking and diligent and you had to keep focused. And, mm-hmm. you know, success without sacrifice or success without, you know, any kind of, you know, difficulty isn't really as enjoyable because it's just like it fell into your lap. Mm. nothing fell into our lap we worked really hard and we overcame a lot you know because we're in a business where there's a lot of giant companies and we came out of nowhere and created a very successful brand and i'm extremely proud of that well congratulations let let our sit go ahead brad i just wanted to say thank you too um as well because it's been really inspiring to hear the heart and soul behind your story as well and Mm. you're it just it's just really moving that um that you shared that story about Dr. Ronald Gilbert and, and it's important part of who we are. It's Mm -hmm. really part of who we are. And I believe, you know, it's funny because all the success we've had lately has been very, very rewarding, but there's a gnawing part of me go, man, I wish Ron could see this. You know what I mean? Like, I wish he was here, you know, and his wife tells me he knows he's, you know, smiling down, you know, I'm not a very religious person. I've just raised without religion and I believe in a certain sense of spirituality, but I'm certainly not into traditional Western religion. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, I have a little Buddhist statue in my entryway into my yard here. That's the closest I've ever found to religion. So I have a hard time imagining like him up in human form, looking down going, yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> I hope so. But you know, it's not like I'm banking on it, but it, it's been real. And I have to thank you guys because one of the things that's made us successful we can't go head to head and spend 10 million, 20 million, 30 million on advertising like a lot of our competitors do and run these digital ads. One of the reasons we've been successful is because we've reached out to influencers and podcasters where we get a chance to share our story and people go, wow, that's real. Mm. And, you know, any digital ad, how much can you put in a digital ad? Okay, this works, that works. And I tell people because when you look at our site and you see testimonials from, you know, the, urologist who's the president of the international society of sexual medicine the president of the sexual medicine society of north america 
Then you see another website where there's a Getty photo of a guy in a lab coat and they go doctor certified. Mm. The average consumer doesn't realize there's a difference. It's shows like this where people who have a general connection with their audience allow us to come on and explain who we are and what we do. And so many people, they fill out the customer survey. They go, I heard your CEO on this podcast or Mm. that podcast. And they'll go, you guys are genuine and you really care. And that's the truth. Mm. And you know, a lot of times, and I'll do it right now, I give people my personal email address. It's jeff.abraham at promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. If you have questions, if you have comments, if you have any issues whatsoever, email me personally. I answer every email. And it's funny because sometimes people freak out. Like, why do you do that? I go, because (laughs) I'm learning, okay? Every day I get up, I wanna learn more about my company. I wanna learn more about the people who use our product. I wanna know how they find us. You know, what medium brought you here? What, you know, was it a Google search? Was it this, was it that, was a podcast? Not only that, once they try the products, how did you like it? How can it be better? What parts of it are outstanding? What part, you know, every day I wanna learn more about what gets us to the eventual finish line. And the finish line is more people having better sex because of what we do. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jeff. This was really, really fun. It was my pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. Stay in touch. All right. All right, that was it. Uh, that was our conversation with Jeff Abraham. Hope you enjoyed that, folks. <clears throat> um, man, what a story, eh? I like what an origin story of the company. Yeah, it was so. I, I just I like that. I like it when a someone who you know has has had a lot of success really just like at the heart of it holds such a special person or a special like sense of purpose. I, I really connected to that yeah. Um, yeah, with Jeff. Too. And I loved, I loved that the other sort of message that he feels is under the undercurrent of, of his business, which is you're not alone. Um, mm. I, that mm-hmm. was a big sort of takeaway for me as well. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Check out their products, folks. Yeah. Check them out. Of, <clears throat> we've been using them. Of- we enjoy them and uh, we are sure that you would too. Uh, hope you enjoyed that episode this week. Thank you all so much for tuning in week after week. It really does mean the world to us. And, uh, especially you, our patrons, patreon.com slash on. <clears throat> if you would like to support the podcast and if people want to reach out to us, Bridie, how can they do that? How about through email? Termionpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us a DM on our Instagram. We're not super active over there, uh, but you can find us there at Termion Podcast. And other than that, you could also visit our website, termionpodcast.com. There's a submission form there. If you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who should be a guest on the show Mm -hmm. or you have, I don't know, it's a question for us that you would like our thoughts on, you could submit that over on our website. See you there. All right, that's it for this week, folks. Until next week, go touch yourself.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.